0: This is Orson Welles On The Air, featuring the old-time radio performances of the legendary Orson Welles. Welcome back to Orson Welles On The Air. Thanks for joining me this week. We'll hear from the Campbell Playhouse this time, a series that aired over CBS for 56 episodes between December of 1938 and March of 1940. Our story today is Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. This one first aired February 11th,
1: 1940.
2: The makers of Campbell's
0: Good evening. This is Orson Welles. And our guest tonight is Miss Gertrude Lawrence. Gertrude Lawrence of Susan and God and a couple of other dozen successes in America and in England. Gertrude Lawrence currently of Skylark and tonight in one of the nicest stories ever to come out of Hollywood. Few movies of our time have won such quick success or lasted so long in the minds of those who saw it As the original of tonight's offering, Mr. Frank Capra's notable production for Columbia Pictures Corporation, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. But before Mr. Deeds goes to town and we go with him, Mr. Chappell, Mr. Ernest Chappell, has an interesting meeting to tell us about, Mr. Chappell. Thank you, Orson Welles. Very quickly told, ladies and gentlemen. Just the other day, I was talking with a young woman who is a wife and a mother. In the course of our conversation, she said to me...
1: You know, Mr. Chapel, I've heard you on the Campbell Playhouse telling us about Campbell's tomato soup. <laughs> and now I'd like to tell you something about Campbell's tomato soup.
0: And when I invited her to do so, she went on...
1: Well, those bright red and white cans of Campbell's tomato soup you speak about have been on my family's pantry shelves, my grandmother's, my mother's, and my own, for well, more than 20 years now, old told. And someday, I'm sure, they'll be on my daughter's shelf, too.
0: Now, I guess many women listening tonight could tell a similar story. Perhaps you could yourself. Certainly, there's something about the bright, inviting color, the enticing aroma, the keen, delightful flavor of Campbell's tomato soup that wins and holds friends through the generations. And that something, of course, is accounted for first, last, and always by the tomatoes Campbell's use, The tomatoes and a magic recipe. And here is news. This year's crop of tomatoes was exceptionally fine. So you'll taste what this means now in Campbell's tomato soup. Have you stocked up lately? And now our Campbell Playhouse presentation of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, starring Gertrude Lawrence and Orson Welles. There's a sign, cop. This ought to be Mandrake Falls. Uh, Look, it rhymes. What rhymes? The sign. It's a poem. Welcome to Mandrake Falls, where the scenery enthralls, where no evil air befalls. Welcome to Mandrake Falls. What do you think? I think it's Mandrake Falls. Does uh, Mr. Deeds live here? Mr. Longfellow Deeds? Yes, indeed. Uh, Won't you come in? Oh, thank you. Are you related to Mr. Deeds? No, I'm his housekeeper. I see. Perhaps you can tell us something about him. What does he do for a living?
1: He owns the teller works here, but that isn't where he makes his money. He makes most of it out of his poetry. His poetry? You mean he wrote all the signs we've seen around this town? Every one of them. Longfellow's famous around here. He makes a lot of money writing things on postcards. You know, Christmas, Easter, birthdays. Here's one they paid him $25 for. When you've nowhere to turn and you're filled with doubt, don't stand midstream hesitating, for you, you know, know that, that your mother's, your mother's heart, heart cries, cries out. I'm and waiting, waiting, my and boy, I'm, boy, and I'm
0: waiting.
2: waiting.
1: Isn't that beautiful? The very
0: word I was searching for, beautiful.
1: Well, I'll tell him you're here.
0: Well, him you're here. The old man Semple must have been goofy to leave all his money to this yokel. How much do you figure the state will amount to after the taxes are deducted? About 20 million. Oh, better be careful how you spring on him. He's liable to keel over from the shop. How do you do, gentlemen? Oh, are you Longfellow deeds? Yes. My name is John Cedar. You may have heard of my law firm in New York, Cedar Cedar Buddington and Cedar. I'd like to meet Buddington. And this is Mister Cornelius Cobb. Why won't you sit down? He King, handles our public relations. Down. Oh! What's this, Tactus? It's a new mouthpiece for my tube. I keep losing them all the time. By the way, you gentlemen want to stay for lunch? Uh, No, no. uh, We're here to ask you a few questions, Mr. Deeds. I suggest you sit down, too, Mr. Deeds. You may feel faint in a minute or two. Mr. Deeds, are you the son of Joseph and Mary Deeds? Yes. Are your parents alive? No. I wonder if you'd be good enough to tell me exactly how they met their death. Well, my mother and father uh, froze to death in a storm. They just got through delivering Sarah Perkins' baby in Pine Valley. That chicks all right. Very, very cold, cold, cold winter. stood the. Does the name of Martin W. Semple mean anything to you? Not much. He was an uncle of mine, although I never saw him. Well, he passed on. He was killed in a motor accident in Italy. He was? Oh, that's too bad. If there's anything I can do, i Prepare I'm... yourself for a great shock, Mr. Deeds. The shock of a lifetime, Mr. Deeds. I wish it was my lifetime. Mr. Semple left a great fortune when he died, Mr. Deeds. He left it to you, Mr. Deeds. Deducting taxes, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $20 million. You know, you're silly. If you don't stay for lunch, Mrs. Meredith made some fresh orange layer cake, and you haven't really eaten fresh orange layer cake until you've tasted Mrs. Uh, Meredith. Perhaps it's you a... didn't hear uh, me, Mr. Deeds. The whole simple fortune goes to you. $20 million. $20 million. I wonder why I left all that money to me. I don't need it. I made a mistake about who ought to sit down when this news was told. You see, Mr. Deeds, the farm of Cedar, Cedar, Buddington and Cedar... Buddington. It's funny, I can't think of a rhyme for Buddington. Well, uh, right now, Mr. Deeds, I think you'd better start packing. What for? You're coming to New York with us. When? Tonight on the six o'clock train. There are a great many important things you've got to take care of right away. You know, I've never been away from Mandrake Falls in my whole life. Uh, but I'd like to see Grant's tomb at that. That's the idea. Come on down to New York and see if you can find a rhyme for it.
2: Cobb! Hey, yeah. cop! would you look at that sign? Well, well, long
0: fellow deeds, the pride of Bandrake Falls. First sign I've seen all day that wasn't for a Say, am I going crazy? I right, What is it? Well, that, that juba player in the band, isn't it? Mr. Deed. Yeah, just a minute, uh, Mr. Cedar. Only, this is my last chance to play with the band. I kind of felt a little yes, sentimental. Yes, I understand. But we've got to get on the train. Yeah, I suppose. But the more I think of New York, the more worried I get. Well, I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. Of course, a fortune of your size involves a great responsibility. Yes, But you'll have a great deal of assistance. Just don't worry. I'm not worried about that. No? No, I I was just wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. Hello, boys. Hello, John. What happened, Peter? What's he like? A child, gentlemen, a mere child. Did you get this? No, Mr. Buddington, I didn't get the power of attorney, but I will.
1: And if you'd stop demanding
0: miracles overnight. It's not that, John, it's just that we can't I afford... I know, I know, we can't afford to have the books investigated right now. Seems to me you've said that several thousand times already. But if they ever fall into anybody else's hands... Stop why we being scared of your own shadow, Jim. It hasn't happened yet, has it? Goodness me, half a million dollars.
1: Where are we did to... you please stop? Just Relax.
0: Everything to me. It was I who got old man Seville to turn everything over to us, wasn't it? Who got the power of attorney from him? All right, I'll get it again. I hope so. But suppose he stops to talk to somebody. Suppose somebody tells Get it. Nobody's going to get near him. I tell you, we've got nothing to worry about. The boy's a fool. Mr. McIntyre? Sit down, Brenda.
1: Did you send for me?
0: I did. Well... Three days have gone by, and what have you brought in on Longfellow Deeds? Nothing. Nothing but flat, dull, boring, routine drivel.
1: I've tried everything, Mr. McIntyre. But there's a watchdog around called Corny Cobb. He's keeping deeds under lock and key. Of
0: Bohunk falls into $20 million and you can't find out anything about him because he's guarded by... Corny by... Cobb. The reason you're on this paper, sweetheart, is with a name like yours and a face like yours... It
2: takes time to
1: think how to get around, Corny, but I'll get it.
0: Listen, sweetheart... If you get some stuff on this Longfellow Deeds, personal stuff, I'll give you your own column. On? Um, and your picture at the head of it.
1: I'll get it. Keep four columns open on page uh, one tomorrow. That's one.
0: the way I like to hear you talk. I'll keep the whole front page open. What are you going to do?
1: Well, if you care to break a rule and read your own paper, you'll find the story in the early edition. Oh.
0: Ah, then, Mr. Deeds, how does that feel? Comfortable? It feels great. No kidding, Mr. Cedar. All these white marks this tailor's putting on my pants, they really mean something? Oh, yes, yes. You ought to know, but it's the first time I ever had a suit made on purpose. Almost finished, Mr. Deeds. While I think of it, Mr. Deeds, I don't want to press the point, but things are piling up down at the office, and if you'd care to give us your power of uh, attorney... I don't like the cuffs turned over. Do you want Mr. Deeds? One cuff turned over and one cuff straight. That would look funny, huh? Yes? I, uh, I don't think you realize how much petty annoyance a power of attorney would save you. Your uncle never bothered about these trifling business affairs. He traveled most of the time, left everything to us. He enjoyed himself. You should be doing the same thing. By the way, where is all this money? In a bank? Oh, no, no. There's approximately a million and a half in cash. The rest is in stocks, bonds, real estate, other things. The accountants are working on the books now. I'll be ready in several weeks. Sounds complicated. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. That's why I suggested your letting us take care of it. I could have the power of attorney drawn. You I mean. And besides being my lawyer, you wanted. Take care of my investments? Is that it? Yes, you see, that's the kind of extra service a firm like Cedar, Cedar, Buddington, and Cedar is glad to donate. You he. know, it's a funny thing. I haven't been able to think of a rhyme for Buddington yet. I wish you'd give that matter some thought, Mr. Deeds. Hmm? The matter of the power of attorney. Oh, yes, I will, Mr. Cedar. I'll give it a lot of thought. A fellow was in here yesterday, wanted to handle my affairs for nothing, too. It, Kinda of puzzles me why a lot of people want to do my work for nothing. It isn't natural, so I guess I'll have to think about it some more. And you have four or five buttons on the sleeve, Mr. I don't know. What about it, Mr. Cedar? Oh, well, I to tell you the truth, I'm not acquainted myself. You see, when an important matter comes up, you're no more good to me than if I didn't have an advisor. I guess I'll have to think the whole thing over. Now, from what I understand, gentlemen, he's quite childish. We'll have no difficulty getting him to put up the entire deficit. After all, it's only a matter of $180,000. I
2: wish he'd come down. It'll only take
0: a few moments. We happen to be very fortunate, gentlemen. I have discovered that the young man is sympathetic towards music. He played the tuba in his hometown band. (laughs) Oh, here he is now. Oh, hello, Mr. Deeds. Gentlemen of the board. This is Mr. Deeds. Oh, now, I know you're
1: a busy man, Mr. Deeds, so we'll proceed to business at once. The first business before this meeting is the election of the chairman of the board. Uh, as a sentimental gesture toward the best friend opera ever had, the late Mr. Semple, I think it only fair that his nephew, Mr. Longwell Deeds, be made chairman, and I herewith nominate him. Second. All in
0: favor. Aye. Carried. My congratulations, Mr. Deeds. I'm chairman, as easy as that. Oh, uh, you honor us sir. Uh, if you sit here, please, in the president's chair. Thank you. The president's chair. The order of business calls for the secretary's report. A move we dispense with it. Second. A move we dispense with it. The next is the treasurer's report. A
1: move we dispense with it. Second. Quite right, quite right.
0: The next... Wait a is... minute. Uh, what does the chairman do? Oh, he uh, presides at meetings. That's what I thought. Well, if you don't mind, I'm kind of interested in the treasurer's report. I'd like to hear it. Uh, really, Mr. Deeds, I assure you. Unless that... the treasurer didn't bother to come. Oh, oh yes, Mr. President, I'm here. The treasurer reports a, uh, a deficit of one hundred and eighty thousand dollars for the coming year. You, you lost one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. I think I should explain to you, Mr. Deeds, that the opera is not conducted for profit. What is it conducted for? The opera is an artistic institution. We own an opera house, don't we? Yes. And give mean, shows. We provide opera. Well, we charge. I mean, we sell tickets. Of course. It doesn't pay. Well, that would be in part Well, the opera never pays. In that case, we must give the wrong kind of shows, I guess. Well, Incidentally, where's the 180,000 coming from? Uh, we were expecting it to come from you, Mr. Deeds. Me. Well, that's that's yes. well it's a, it's a civic duty to keep the opera alive for the people. I don't see the point of keeping opera alive for people who don't seem to want Mr. opera. Deeds, the opera. No, ladies and gentlemen. I'm afraid you'll have to get it from someplace else. Indeed, Goodbye I, until the next meeting. And thank you for making me chairman. <laughs> Buddington Buddington, Buddington oh, Hey, what's the matter, lady?
1: Oh, nothing, nothing, I'm all right You
0: fainted right on my doorstep my I'm doorstep.
1: sorry, I... Can I help you? No, no, thank you I'm all right, really, I...
0: This is my house If you want to come inside here I'd rest, I'd be... No, no,
1: no, I'd be all right So, what's happened? Well, I guess I walk too much Been looking for a job all day Found one, too I start tomorrow Thanks for helping me out Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, hey. hey. Uh, sorry, I guess I'm weaker than I thought. Have you had dinner? Dinner? Why, oh, isn't that funny? I, I forgot to eat.
0: Forgot?
1: Yeah, I do that lots of times. I just get to thinking about you're it. You're not fooling me. You
0: haven't got any money, have you?
1: Frankly, no.
0: Well, then you're going to eat with me. Maybe you can help me. I don't know where to go.
1: I couldn't let you pay for I'd my... like
0: one of those places where all the famous people go. I'd, I'd like to see some of them.
1: Well, according to the colonists, they mostly eat at La Malacca.
0: La Malacca. You, you know where that is? Mm-hmm.
1: It's on 52nd Street. 52nd Street. Taxi! The La
0: Malacca
1: it is. You don't know
0: how good this food tastes.
1: I don't know how to thank you, Mr. Dean. I oh, wish
0: you'd let me help you some, Miss Dawson. Oh, please.
1: i asked you not to talk
0: about me. You're the first person I've met in New York who didn't want something. Waiter. Oh, me, Anybody come in yet? Where? Anybody? Uh, why, oh, nobody important. You'll be sure and point him out, won't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, me, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm.
2: Indeed, monsieur. A writer
0: myself. You know, I write poetry. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear one of my poems?
1: I certainly would. Here's
0: one. I, a lot of people like this poem, I,
1: when you've nowhere to turn and you're filled with doubt, don't stand midstream hesitating. For you know that your mother's heart cries out, I'm waiting, my boy, I'm
2: waiting.
1: For you know that your mother's heart cries out, I'm waiting, my boy, I'm waiting. Brenda, is that really true? Cross my heart. Let's hear your story. The season's most intriguing debut was made last night on the sheet east side by one Mr. Longfellow Deeds, the multimillionaire postcard poet from Mandrake Falls. You heard me, Mandrake Falls. After wrecking the routine of the Stork Club by stubbornly refusing to surrender his hat, coat, and tuba at the checkroom along about 2 a.m., our hero ruffled the fine feathers of the few remaining patrons in the 21 Club when he and Charles McCarney, same Hollywood scripter, settled a major poetic controversy on the barroom floor. And before the debris in his wake could be cleared away, the Cinderella Man, New England's latest gift to the gaiety of our town, was back in his barouche and well on his way to Central Park for a breath of fresh air and a brisk swim in the seal pool. Cinderella Man, that's sensational,
0: Brenda. Extremely sensational. Is he really that big a sap? Yes,
1: Mac, he's the original, and there are no carbon copies. The story's a work of art. It'll be in all the school books.
0: For a society girl, sweetheart, you sure can write. Thanks. Here's the part I like. As dawn rose over Times Square, Mr. Deeds was glimpsed feeding a bag full of donuts to a horse. When asked why he was doing it, our hero replied, I just wanted to see how many donuts this horse could eat before he asked for a cup of coffee. (laughs) When asked why he was doing it...
1: Am I supposed to see him again? You
0: certainly are. When can you make it?
1: Tonight, maybe. I'm supposed to phone him at noon on my lunch hour. And in case Cobb starts snooping around, I've moved into Mabel Dawson's apartment. That's a girl I was at school with. I'm a stenographer now, you know. And my name's Mary Dawson. Come on, Deeds. Huh? Deeds, get up, it's late.
0: Well...
2: What the hell happened to you
0: last night? Look at this stuff in the papers. What did you do? I remember most of it. What do they mean calling me Cinderella, man? You've got brains, friend. You'll get along fine. Just stop punching people in the nose and feeding donuts to a horse. Hey, is Miss Dawson called yet? Miss Dawson? No, no, Miss Dawson. To phone call. her and apologize for not taking her home. Give me my pants. They aren't here. give yeah. me my pants. I wrote her phone number down on. Yes, right. indeed, uh, you have no pants. You, you came home though. without them. I did what? Matter of fact, you came home without any clothes on at all. You were in your shorts. That's silly. You know I couldn't walk around the streets without any clothes. I'd be arrested. That's what the two policemen said. What two policemen? The ones that brought you home. They said you and another man kept walking up and down the street shouting, Back to nature. Clothes are a blight on civilization. Back to the... I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. I, I tell you what I do remember, though, about last night. I remember finding a rhyme for Buddington. Oh,
2: yes. Yeah, Mr. how's this? Diggs.
0: By baby Buddington, daddy's gone a-huntington to get a little rabbit skin to wrap his baby Buddington in. <laughs> You know, Miss Dawson, it's very nice of you to show me around like this.
1: Well, I enjoy it.
0: The aquarium was swell. You know, if I lived in New York, I'd go to the aquarium every day. I bet you do.
1: Well, not as much as I'd like to. Tell me, have you got any news? I mean, anything exciting happened lately. Sure, I met you. No, silly. I mean, what did you do about the opera? Oh, the opera.
0: Uh, I had another meeting with the opera. You look awful pretty tonight, you well, know.
1: What did
0: they say? Said I was crazy. Said I wanted to run it like a grocery store. Well, what are they going to do? you always wear your hair back like that? I
1: wish you would be silly. When I
0: am. I think your hair is probably... Well, the
1: there is, glance, too. I hope you're not disappointed.
0: Oh, no, It's wonderful.
1: Well, to most people, it's an awful
0: letdown. Depends on what they see.
1: Well, what do you see?
0: I see a small Ohio farm boy becoming a great soldier. I see thousands of marching men. I see General Lee with a broken heart surrendering. I see the beginning of a new nation, like Abraham Lincoln said. I see that little Ohio boy being inaugurated as president. (laughs) Things like that can only happen in a country like America.
1: You sure can say funny things.
0: It's not hard. You just got to remember whenever you look at anything that, well, and most people are on the level, you know, simple, and when you see that the simple things really count, that's what you think, isn't it? I mean, that most people are on the level and everything? Oh,
2: Sure. Sure.
0: are listening to the Campbell Playhouse production of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, starring Gertrude Lawrence and Orson Welles. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Ernest Chappell, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming you back to the Campbell Playhouse. In just a moment now, we shall resume our presentation of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. You know, because soup is a natural concern of mine, I've been interested in my reading to notice how often, in one way or another, a mention of soup occurs in the writings of a great man. For instance, about 200 years ago, one of the wisest men of all time, the immortal French philosopher Voltaire, wrote this about soup. He said, the best written book is a recipe for soup. Now, in view of Voltaire's statement, it seems to me very interesting also that at the Campbell's Kitchens today, there is a great book which bears the simple title of the number one book. And written down between its covers are recipes of every one of Campbell's soups. Each is essentially, and at base, a home recipe. But a recipe constantly improved through all the years during which in Campbell's Kitchens every day has been soup-making day. Campbell's number one book is, I should think, a book that the great Voltaire himself would have approved of with enthusiasm. And certainly it's a book so approved by all those good home cooks in this country who have turned their soup-making over to Campbell's. Are you among them? And if not, won't you give these fine-flavored, wholesome soups of Campbell's a trial? And now we resume our Campbell Playhouse presentation of Mr. Deeds goes to town Darling, Austin Ward and in virtue Please, gentlemen, please, please! Now, you kindly stop criticizing and make a few constructive suggestions. Sir John, you said that... Yes, yes, I know. A week's gone by and we still haven't got that power of attorney out of Mr. Deeds. Well, it's ridiculous to have to worry about a boy like that. Look at these articles about him. He's carrying on like an idiot.
1: Why, that's just what I was saying to my wife. I I, want to tell you,
0: who cares what you were saying to your wife? Well, all I can say is, unless somebody in this place gets a brilliant idea pretty soon, the firm of Cedar, 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 uh, Burlington and Cedar is
1: in trouble. Seems to me like that's the first time that typewriter's been silent since you met that, uh... What's his name, the Cinderella man? Oh, stop it, Mabel. You know his name. Long, Long, Long fellow... and i deeds. I only quoting you, darling. Well, stop quoting me. What's the matter with you, Brenda? Nothing. I, I'm just nervous, I guess. Saints, where did you and the, uh, the deeds guy go yesterday to the zoo? No, we just sat in the park and talked. Then a fire engine came along and he hopped it. Quite a clown, isn't he? He wasn't clowny. He's interested in fire engines going to buy one for his hometown. Charming story. Is the weapon, is that the one you've been working on? Yes. Why don't you finish it? I can't write it. I don't know what to mean with me. I have an unfeeling instinct about such things, and I think I can tell you. Maybe that man is either the dumbest, the stupidest, the most imbecilic idiot in the world, or he's the grandest thing alive. I, I, I can't make him out. Uh-huh. I'm crucifying him. Why? Well, I don't know. You wanted to be a successful newspaper woman, didn't you? Well, you've done it. Last year's glamour girl makes good. Now then what? Search me, ask the gypsies. We think we're wise and sophisticated, you and I and the people we go about with. I'm beginning to wonder. Maybe we're the ones who are crazy. That's an idea. He, here's a guy that's wholesome and fresh and he looks like a freak. You know what he told me yesterday? He said he'd been walking along looking at the tall buildings. He decided they created a lot of grand palaces here. They forgot to create the nobleman to put in them. He's balmy, is he? I thought so at first. Now I try to laugh at him and it sticks in my throat. Hello. Wait a minute. It's the paper, McIntyre. He wants to know where is your deed story for today. But tell him to keep his shirt on. Keep your shirt on. He'll get it. See Dome. Never a dull moment with the Cinderella Man. When Hook and Ladder Company number 16 arrived at the three alarm blaze downtown in the middle of last night, guess who they found had driven them there? That's right, Longfellow Deeds, the postcard poet, who last night added firefighting, ferry piloting, orchestra conducting, and subway switching to his already considerable repertoire. Tonight he attends his own reception for the higher-ups in opera circles. It's not expected that... he the decampus talking. I don't want to see anybody. I've got to get this off and now I'm going to pack. Pack? Yes, I'm leaving town. I'm going. to Long Island. Yes, home. I'm quitting. I don't know what good you think it's going to do if you run away. Well, what else can I do? He's bound to find out sometime. I can't keep this up any longer. It's probably the photographer's. Tell him I'm not seeing Deeds tonight and to go away. Okay.
0: Mary Dawson here. My name is Longfellow Deeds.
1: Oh. Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Longfellow Deeds. Come on in. You're
0: Mabel, her sister, aren't you?
1: Huh? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, my sister.
0: She's told me a whole lot about you, Mabel.
1: Thank you. She's told me a whole lot about you, too, Longfellow.
0: Hello, Mary. Hello. I waited oh. in the park over an hour. I thought maybe you'd forgotten.
1: I didn't think you could get away with your party and everything. Oh,
0: I wouldn't let them stop me from seeing you, Mary. I threw them out. Threw them out? Yeah.
1: You mean bodily? The whole party? Yeah,
0: they got on my nerves, so I threw them out. I guess... That'll be in the papers tomorrow. Something else for people to laugh at. I don't mind, though. I had too much fun doing it.
1: Should we go for a walk?
0: Sure, if you'd like to.
1: I'll just put my hat on. Excuse oh, me. Oh, we're
0: just leaving. I, it ought to be a nice night to go out in the lake in the park, don't you think?
1: Any night's a nice night to go out on the lake in the park.
0: I'm ready. You look beautiful. You know, she looks better every time I see her. Thank you. Well, good night, and uh, don't worry about Mary. I won't keep her out late. Oh, uh... uh, All right. Good night. You know, I once had an idea I could do something with the money, you know, some good. But I haven't had a chance to figure anything out. I've been so busy here. I guess I think of something when I get home.
1: You're going home?
0: Well, a man ought to know where he belongs. I just don't seem to fit in around here. Mary. Yes? I was thinking I wish you could come to Mandrake Falls sometime. The
1: sky is beautiful, isn't
0: it? Yeah. You know, within a couple of miles of my house, you can find nearly every kind of tree and bush and flower in the world. I used to spend hours in the woods just hiking around. It was wonderful. I'd generally take a girl with me. And, oh, not a real one. i just make one up just to have somebody to talk to. And she was, she was beautiful, too. I always knew that someday I'd meet her. Mary, remember I told you I was writing a poem? Well, brought it with me. It's finished. Here. Thank you. Would you like to read it? It's to you.
2: Yes, of course.
0: Can you see to read
1: it? Yeah. I tramp the earth with hopeless beat, searching in vain for a glimpse of you. Then heaven thrust you at my very feet, a lovely angel, too lovely to me. My dream's been answered, but my life's just as bleak. I'm handcuffed and speechless in your presence divine, for my heart longs to cry out. If it only would speak. I love you, my angel. Be mine. Be mine.
0: You don't have to say anything now, Mary. I'll wait to hear from you tomorrow.
1: It's wonderful. You'll hear from me about it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mr. McIntyre. Yes, Brenda? Mr. McIntyre. What's bothering you, Brenda? Mr. McIntyre, last night he proposed
0: to me. Proposed to... You mean Longfellow Deeds asked you to marry him? Yes. Cinderella Man Woo's Mystery Girl. Why, sweetheart, that's very terrific. If
1: you print one word, then I'll blow this whole piece I'm oh,
0: sorry. I was just carried away with the idea. You set out to make him the screwball of the century, and he oh, made... Funny, isn't it? Hey, you haven't gone falling for that mug. What are you going to do?
1: Tell him the truth.
0: Tell him you're Brenda Bennett, the society columnist who, who made a stooge out of him? Yes.
1: He'll probably kick me down the stairs. I hope he does. Oh,
0: you can disappear, can't you? you? You needn't ever see him again. No,
1: I know I need well, him, but...
0: Of course. You know how you feel about him. If you think it's better to take a chance on telling
1: him... I do. I'm having lunch with him today. I'll tell him then. Well, I'll go and clean out my desk. It was nice here while it lasted, Mr. McIntyre.
0: Well, Mr. Deeds, it's just as I suspected. What is it, Cobb? You certainly made a sucker out of yourself. Remind me to find a rhyme for sour paws, will you? I finally had sense enough to have you followed last night. Mary Dawson, huh? Mary Dawson, my eye. What about Mary Dawson? That dame took you for a sleigh ride that New York and laughed about for 20 years. She's the slickest double crossing two times. What? All right, go ahead and hit me. The first look at this picture in town and country. Brenda Bennett, lovely young daughter of. Mr. and Mrs. Ogden Randolph. Brian Bennett of Broadfields, Westbury, Long Island. Last year's most popular debutante who was disappointing this winter's handsome stag line in favor of the reporter's desk on the New York Evening Mail. He's a report on the Evening Mail. Every time you opened your kisser, you were giving her another story. That's the name that stuck that moniker on you, too. Cinderella, man. You've been making love to a double dose of cyanide. Shut up. Get me the newspaper on the phone. Hello, evening, ma'am. I want to talk to Miss Bennett. Oh, hello. And, Mary, I... Mary, are you the one who's been writing those articles about me? No, that's all right. I just wanted to know for sure... Forget it. I don't bother about lunch. I somehow don't feel very hungry today. You wanted to pack your dress clothes, too? No, but what in the world would I do with a monkey suit and mandrake for us? Okay. All right, let me go. Hey. I want to see him. I want to see that Get doctor. out of here. Oh, there you are. Who are you? I just want to see what a man looks like that can spend thousands of dollars on a party when people are starving all around him.
1: Cinderella man, huh? You know how many families you could have fed with the money you paid out to get on the front pages? What do you want? Sure, go ahead and close up the opera. It's not making enough money for you.
0: You It'll throw 500 men out of jobs, but what do you care? 20 million isn't enough. I'd like to melt it all and pour it down your throat. Shall I send for the police? No, you don't. Stick them up. What do you want? A chance to feed the wife and kids. I'm a farmer. No hmm, job, a farmer. that's what I want. You're a moocher, that's what you are. I wouldn't believe you or anybody else in a stack of Bibles. You're a moocher like the rest of them around you. Sure, everybody's a moocher to you. A hungry dog eating out of a garbage
1: can would be a moocher to you. See what good your money's going to be when you're pushing up daisies. You never thought of that, did you? You never thought about all the people that are starving. They're moochers to you. All those people that are standing in bedlines. Not able to feed the white kid. Like... I'm sorry. You know, kinds of crazy ideas. Lost my phone. I haven't enough money to feed the kids. I didn't realize. You can do anything you want with me, Mister.
0: Well, sir, first off, I think you should have lunch with me. Then we'll have a little talk about the situation. Opening spring, but in the real news of today is to be found on the home front. It comes from the Park Avenue mansion of Mister Longfellow Deeds. Now, when a rich man gives away money, it's always a matter of some interest to whom and for what purpose he gives it. But when a young man of twenty-five announces that he's giving away his entire fortune of twenty million dollars, that is, in every sense of the word, news. And what part of the population is it that is fortunate enough to benefit from this young man's capricious generosity? It's that much neglected, much suffering individual, the American farmer. $20 million is being placed in a fund to acquire land, cattle, and equipment to be given on terms accessible to the poorest farmer of this country. And all that this philanthropist requires of each farmer is evidence showing that he understands farming and that at such time
1: in the future as he is able to...
2: Mr. Peter, Mr. Peter, please!
0: Mr. please! Please! Now, oh, boys... You'll all be delighted to know that I've completed our arrangements for dealing with our friend, Mr. Longfellow Deeds. Well, I, I found a distant cousin of his who's just signed a charming agreement with Cedar, Cedar, Buddington and Cedar. So all we have to do now is get this Deeds yokel out of the way. And we're all set to go. Now, there's just one other thing to be taken care of, Buddington. Huh? Find out who wrote those articles about Deeds in the paper. Yes. And whoever it is, have him subpoenaed right away. Oh, all right, so step over to that desk for further instructions. Mr. Thank you very next, much, please. Tom, how many does that, make? 819. Not all. It's going very slow. We need it's a thousand more. All right, next. Step up the desk, please. do oh, you do, sir? What's your name? Dennis Byfield, sir. Oh, well, where's your farm, Mr. Byfield? South Carolina, sir. What do you grow? Cotton in the back. Cotton. What about knocking off a leg. I've got to get this business over in the hurry. I want to get back to Mandrake Falls. What price you get on those trucks, Mr. Oh, Byfield? Oh, and you want a kilo. You haven't been out of the house in two weeks. Maybe sir. I'll have a sandwich. Mind waiting a few minutes, please? Oh, sure. sure so if you like a sandwich, I'll give you one next, Never mind. About me, Carpet. Order lunch for all the applicants. For well, all of them, Why? Well, there must be two thousand men out. There. That doesn't make them any less hungry. Okay, Santa Claus. Two thousand men. Right, what's going on here
2: what's you? Out of
0: no way. You long Philadelphia. Yeah. Sure, Solson. We got a warrant to take you into custody. What do, you, what do you mean, then, oh, I'll warrant for your arrest. You'll have to come with us. What's up? What is it? I don't know nothing, buddy. All I know is the sheriff giving insanity a warrant execute. You're supposed to come with us from the county hospital until the hearing. Insanity? Who says he's insane? You tell him what it says, Charlie. Well, a complaint was a of his relative, the late Martin Central. The charges are that Mr. Deeds is insane and incapable of handling the estate. Well, wait a minute. We want to get a word. i call Cedar. Call Cedar? Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. Deeds... I'm from Mr. Cedar's office. He represents the complainant. He what? And Mr. Cedar's the one that lodged the complaints against you. Mm, your own lawyer. That's great. That makes everything complete.
2: Exit! Each begins today! Farmers rouse! the
0: deed's hearing begins today. Uh... Hey, listen, Deed, Cedar just sent for me. He wants to make a settlement. What do you say? I'm not interested. What are you going to do, just sit back and let them rail, Roger? It's as pretty a friend as ever hit this town. If you don't let me get your wine... Lawyer... No, oh, no, don't bother. Oh, you can't walk into that hearing without being ready to protect yourself in the clinches. Cedar's too smart. That crook with a bunch of trained witnesses, he'll me alone. Okay, pal, okay. But I hope you change your mind... All right, officer. Open up. So long, Mr. Cobb? Goodbye.
1: Mr. Cobb. Oh, go away. I've been all over town talking to everybody. Haven't you done enough damage already? Listen, magic? I've got my editor all lined up. The paper's back of him. I can get him the best lawyer there is. You're wasting
0: your time. He doesn't want a lawyer.
2: But I've got to he's,
0: he's so low he doesn't want any help from anybody. Listen, you me, will you? you? can take a bow for that. A sweller guy's ever hit this town, and you crucified him. Just for a couple of stinking headlines. But there must
1: be something I can do. You've got plenty.
0: Now stay out of his way.
2: Okay. Your Honor! Your
0: Honor, I have before me a series of articles written by a newspaper woman who was an eyewitness to Mr. Deeds' peculiar behavior since his arrival in New York. These articles, Your Honor, do not paint the picture of a man in whom the disposition of $20 million can safely be entrusted.
2: Our institutions
0: are filled with demented who are forever giving away the Empire State Building. (laughs) We present our first witness, Miss Brenda Bennett. Miss Bennett, please. Repeat after me.
1: I do solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. I do
0: solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole
1: truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. All right, be seated. Miss Bella, are you employed by the evening mail? Your Honor, this is ridiculous. Will you please answer the question? This whole hearing is ridiculous. That man is no more insane than you are. It's a frame-up, it's a frame-up. They're trying to railroad this man for the money they can get out
2: of him. Young lady...
0: You are here to testify. Please confine yourself to answering the questions. Proceed, Mr. Cedar. Are you employed by the evening mail, Miss Sennett? No! You are under oath, Miss Bennett. I ask you again, are you employed by the evening mail? No, I resigned last week. Prior to that time, however, you were employed by the evening mail. Yes, I... You were given an assignment to follow the activities of Mr. Longfellow Deeds? Yes, but... Did you subsequently write a series of articles about him? Yes. You were present when the episodes you have reported took place? Yes. Are they true? Well... I I asked you a question, Miss Bennett. Are they true? Answer yes or no.
1: No. But they did take place. They're colored, I tell you, just to make him look similar. you saw them happen. Yes, I did, That's but... That's all. It. it isn't all. I'd like to explain That's all, Miss Bennett.
0: Come on, Miss. Come on. Step your
1: up. Honor, what kind of a hearing is this? He's not defending himself. Somebody's got to do Bennett,
0: it. Miss Bennett, please.
1: I've got a right to Ms. be Bennett. heard.
0: I'm willing to listen to anything anybody has to say. Must be done in an orderly fashion. When you learn to show some respect to the court, you can return. Till well, then, you'd better go back to your seat and calm down. Oh, yeah. <coughs> now, Mr. Deeds, do you wish to say anything about the articles that have been handed to me, written by Miss Bennett for the evening mail? No. All right. Proceed, Mr. Siddow. Your Honor, I should like to ask Dr. Herman Mankiewicz if he'll be good enough to give the court his opinion. Dr. Mankiewicz, you know, is the eminent Romanian psychiatrist, probably the greatest... All right, dear, Dr. Mankiewicz. The case of Mister Longfellow Deeds, in my carefully considered opinion, would you say, Doctor Mankowitz, that Mister Deeds is insane? The symptoms are obvious. Instances of his higher elation, uh, <clears throat> Doctor Mankowitz, please. Instances of his higher elation are his playing of the tuba, writing childish poems, and chasing fire engines. Oh yes, there is no doubt. He an obvious case of manic depression. Meaning, Doctor Mankowitz, in simple language, that this man is insane. Doctor Mankowitz, uh, Doctor Mankowitz, yes, very positively insane. Order, please. Order in the court. Quiet, please. Seceder, your next witness, your honor. I have two witnesses here from Mandrake Falls, Mr. D.'s own hometown, who will testify to his strange conduct throughout his lifetime, proving that his derangement is neither a recent nor a temporary one, nor Yes, is it... yes, uh, Let's get on with it, please. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Uh, will Mrs. Faulkner take the stand, please? Miss Faulkner and Miss
1: Faulkner. What is your name? Jane Fulton, this is my sister, Amy. Yes,
0: Amy. Do you know the defendant, Longfellow Deeds?
1: Oh, yes, yes, of course we know him.
0: How long have you known him?
1: Since he was born. Yes, Elsie Tabbitt was the midwife. He was a sippin' nut baby. That's fine, thank you.
0: Do you see him very often?
1: Most every day, sometimes twice.
0: Must we have the echo? Ah, uh, Miss Jane, you can answer for both. Now tell me, what does everybody back home think of Longfellow deeds? They think he's
1: pixelated. Oh, yes, pixelated.
0: He's what?
1: Pixelated.
0: Well, that's a somewhat unusual word, Miss Jane. Can you tell the court just what it means? Ah, oh, perhaps I can explain, your honor. Pixelated is an old New England word. It is derived from the word pixies, meaning elves or the little people. They would say the pixies have got him, as we would say a man is bombed. I see. Um, why does everyone think Mr. Deeds uh, pixelated? Does he do peculiar things, Miss Jane?
1: He, he walks in the room without his hat and talks to his suit. Sometimes he whistles. And recently, he gave Chuck Dillon a something black as I. Why? For no reason, I guess. We always run into the house when we see him coming. Never can tell what he's going to do. He surely sticks Oh, yes, he pixelated, all right. Thank you, ladies. That will be all. Order, please. Quiet. Order, quiet.
0: Mr. Deeds, are you still unwilling to speak in your own defense? You have nothing to say in this court? Nothing. You must have quiet in the court. Mr. Deeds, in view of the extensive testimony, and after very carefully considering all the evidence available, i think it advisable for your own safety that you be sent to a state hospital. You need medical attention. You
1: no, know, no, wait a minute. You can't do it. You've got to make him talk, Your Honor. Uh, Miss Bennett, please. You said I could speak. You said that you would listen to anything I had to say if I was rational. Well, I am rational, I'll take the witness chair. But he must be made to defend himself. Your Honor, what she is saying has no bearing on this case. Miss
0: Cedar, please let her speak.
1: I know why he won't defend himself. That has a bearing on the case. He's been hurt. He's been hurt by everybody he's met since he came to this town. He's been the victim of every conniving crook in New York. So why should he keep? Why should he keep quiet? Everything he said has been twisted around to sound imbecile, and he can thank me for it. I handed the town a great laugh. This is a fitting climax for my sense of humor. Your Honor, this is preposterous. Certainly I wrote those articles. I was gonna get a byline and my picture at the head of a column. But I stopped writing them when I found out that he could never fit in with our distorted viewpoint. Because his was honest and sincere and good. If that man's crazy, Your Honor, the rest of us belong in stretch. This is absurd, Your
0: Honor. It's absurd! This woman is obviously in love with the defendant. What's that got to do with you? You are in love with him, aren't you? Yes!
2: Well,
0: I've got a couple of cents worth I'd like to put in, too. I've been with this man since I'm he I'm city editor, and I can verify everything she's said. I
2: with
0: my... Court. Order! Order! There'll be no more of these interruptions. In the interest of the defendant, I've tolerated a great deal of informality. If there is one more outburst, I shall have the courtroom cleared. Your Honor... Yes, Mr. Deeds. I'd like to get in my two cents worth. Well, of course, of course, Mr. Deeds. Go right ahead, Mr. Deeds. I don't know where to begin. There's been so many things said about me. That was a pretty speech Mr. Cedar made about me at the opening of this hearing. If I were an outsider, I'd be sure the fellow he was talking about was crazy. guess that's what a good lawyer is supposed to do, make things look like what they're not. Uh, Of course, Mr. Cedar has a right to think I'm loony. I once considered paying him $100,000 a year for his
2: services.
0: (laughs) About my playing the tuba, it seems like a lot of fuss has been made about that. Of course, I don't see any harm in it uh, in playing the tuba. I, I play the tuba whenever I want to concentrate. That may sound funny, but most everybody does something silly when they're thinking. For instance, Judge, you're an old filler. On what? An O-filler. You fill in all the spaces in the O's with your pencil. I've been watching well, you. I, uh, now, that may make you look a little crazy, Your Honor, just sitting around filling in O's, but I don't see anything wrong in it because that helps you think. And Other people are doodlers. Doodlers? Th- that's the name we have back home for people who make designs on paper while they're thinking. Most everybody is a doodler. Did you ever see a scratch pad in a telephone booth? Dr. Menkowitz here could probably think up a long name for it because he doodles all the time. And well, I play the tuba.
2: <laughs> Attaboy, Silence.
0: Now, uh, about my going around and hitting people, I, I I hit hit people all right. You would have too judge if they deliberately made fun of you. It said in one of those articles that I chased after a fire engine. Well, who doesn't chase after? And, and it's to throwing those society people out of my house. Well, I threw them out because I didn't want the party in the first place. Your Honor, Your Honor, this is becoming a farce. I suggest that Mr. Deeds dispense with his side remarks and explain a few facts. For example, he's wandering around the city streets at night in his underwear, feeding doughnuts to a horse. <laughs> well, Mr. Deeds, uh, yeah, they... Yes, Your Honor. uh, Those things look kind of bad, don't they? Judge, I don't remember them. They probably happened all right, because I don't think a policeman would lie about a thing like that, but I was drunk, Your Honor. It was the first time I was ever drunk in my life. Probably happened to you, Judge. I mean, when you were younger, of course. And about the Faulkner sisters, that's kind of funny. I mean about Mr. Cedar going all the way to Mandrake Falls to bring him here. Do you mind if I talk to them, Judge? No, not at all, Mr. Yes. Uh, Jane. Jane, who owns the house you live in?
1: Why, well, you do, young fellow. You. You own it.
0: Do you pay any rent?
1: No, we don't pay any rent. Good heavens, no. We never pay rent.
0: Are you happy there? Yes,
2: yes,
1: indeed.
0: Now, a little while ago, you said I was pixelated. Do you still think so?
1: Oh, yes. You've always been pixelated, don't you
0: know? That's fine. Now, tell me something, Jane. Who else in Mandrake Falls is pixelated? Have you figured it out? Uh-huh. Well, who else in Mandrake Falls is pixelated? Say,
1: so everybody's pixelated except us. Uh-huh.
2: All except us. Well, Jane,
0: how about the judge here? He's a nice man, isn't he? Now, do you think he's pixelated?
1: Oh yes,
2: yes indeed. <laughs> uh,
0: Mr. Deeds, you haven't touched on the most important thing. This plan of yours is about not. giving your money away. I was getting to that, Your Honor. The plain fact is I don't want it. I never earned it, and so far it's brought me nothing but hard oh, lust. Yeah. If this man is permitted to carry out his farming plan, Your Honor, repercussions will be felt that will rot the foundations of our entire Mr. government. Cedar, Listen, Cedar, I don't know what Mr. Seed is raving about. My idea was very simple. I was, I was going to give each family ten acres, a horse, a cow, and some seed. If they worked a farm for three years, it was to be theirs. Now, if that's crazy, maybe I ought to be in an institution, but I don't think it is. What's more, Mr. Cedar doesn't think so either. Right before the hearing started, he offered to call the whole thing off if I made a settlement with him. So, no, objection! Uh, he wouldn't think I was crazy if he got paid off. That's a lie, Your Mr. Honor. Cedar, Mr. Cedar, you will please permit Mr. Deeds to finish. Anything else, Mr. Deeds? No. Uh, Yes, there's one more thing I'd like to get off my chest before I finish on it, please. Go right ahead, Mr. Deeds. Thank you, Judge. It won't take long. Mr. Cedar, will you come up here a minute? Mr. Cedar, you step up here, please. Well, what is it, Deeds? This here, Cedar. A crack on the jaw in this courtroom of law.
2: Mr. Deeds, there's been a
0: great deal of damaging testimony against you. Your behavior, to say the least, has been most strange. But, in my opinion, you're not only sane, but you're the sanest man that ever walked into this courtroom. Case is dismissed. (laughs)
1: wonder. No, no, fellow. Darling, darling, yeah. I'm so happy you forgive me, What, sir? Will you forgive me? Hey, judge, I plead guilty. I am crazy. She's asking me to forgive her. But darling, darling, if you only knew how I felt. Nobody's I... going to
0: forgive anybody. If there's any forgiving to do, you're going to forgive me.
1: If anything had happened to me, I was going to kill myself. Nothing's going to
0: happen to me or to you, only we're going to be together always, if that's all right with you. If it's
2: all right with me, my <laughs> darling. You know, I
0: want to kiss you something terrible, Brenda, only not here. I always figured when you and I got to know we loved each other, somehow it ought to be back home.
2: That's Clean. Sure,
0: Mandrake Falls. You say it with me. Welcome to Mandrake Falls.
2: Welcome to Mandrake Falls.
1: Where
0: the scenery enthralls. Where the scenery enthralled.
1: Where no evil air before. Where no evil air before. Welcome to Mandrake Falls. Welcome
2: to Mandrake Falls.
0: I've been listening to the Campbell Playhouse presentation of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, starring Gildred Lawrence and Orson Welles. In just a moment, Mr. Welles will return to the microphone, and that brief interval gives me all the time I need to ask you this. Have you ever noticed that with most families, the favorite soup when company comes to dinner is Campbell's tomato soup, prepared as cream of tomato by adding milk instead of water? The chances are this is a favorite for company meals at your house, too. And may I suggest you enjoy Campbell's served as a luscious cream of tomato, not just when you have guests, but for family lunches and suppers as well. You'll find it a revelation in how fine a cream of tomato can be. Smooth as velvet, rich in tomato flavor, and of course, extra nourishing. Now, wouldn't a glowing plateful of Campbell's tomato soup prepared as cream of tomato taste good to you, say at lunch or dinner tomorrow? And now I see Austin Welles is back with us, Mr. Wells. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you our guest of the evening, that beautiful, talented, and glamorous and international star, Miss Gertrude Lawrence.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Miss Lawrence was our guest here on the Campbell Playhouse, if you will remember, one evening last spring, almost exactly one year ago, when she played her own part of Amanda with us in Noel Card's Private Lives.
1: Yes, Orson. It was a lot of fun bickering our way through that one. But if you want to know, I've had a lot more fun tonight. My
0: goodie.
1: Well, for one thing, that was a part I've played hundreds of times before. And for another, this broadcast came right in the middle of the rehearsals for Skylark. And you know how that makes you feel.
0: I have a rough idea, but as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, I don't have to tell you that Miss Lawrence's apprehensions... On that occasion, you were quite unfounded. Skylark is now in its seventh month on Broadway and one of the biggest hits of the current theatrical season. It's by all odds Miss Lawrence's brightest personal success to date.
1: I think perhaps the Campbell Playhouse proved to be an excellent rabbit.
0: Well, aren't you nice, and I hope you'll always think of it as that good, that you'll come back very soon again.
1: Thank you. Lord. Good night, please.
0: Bertrand Lawrence, of course, was Brenda Bennett tonight and Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Edward Sloan was Cedar, Paul Stewart was Cobb, Frank Reddick was the judge, Edgar Berrier, Mr. Buddington. Richard Wilson was a number of people, as were Mr. Howard Teichman and the Honorable Joe Cotton. The pixelated ladies were Jane Houston and Agnes Morehead, the well-beloved. Bernie Herman assumed the responsibility for the music. And in closing, I think you'll be interested to learn that the character of the bailiff and of Edwin C. Hill was rendered by Dr. Ernest Chapel himself. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as to next week's broadcast. It's a stage play. And a smash hit. With the Misses, Heather Hopper, Marjorie Rambeau, and Lucille Ball as our guests. The play by George Kaufman and Edna Ferner. Dinner to Date. you You're cordially invited to listen to it, and until next week... My sponsors, the makers of Campbell Soups, and all of us in the Campbell Playhouse remain, as always, obediently yours. Campbell Soups join Orson Wells in inviting you to be with us in the Campbell Playhouse again next Sunday evening when we present Dinner at Eight. And as our guest players in Dinner at Eight, you will hear Hedda Hopper, Lucia Ball, and Marjorie Rambo. Will you be with us? In the meantime, if you've enjoyed tonight's Playhouse presentation, won't you tell your grocer so tomorrow when you order Campbell's tomato soup? This is Ernest Chappell saying thank you and good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's the show for this week. I'll be back soon with more Orson Welles. In the meantime, you can find past episodes and all the other podcasts at relicradio.com. You'll also find a donate button there if you'd like to help support this and all the shows. Thanks, as always, to those who have Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another episode of Orson Welles on the Air. Orson Welles on the Air is produced by InfororelickRadio.com. Rebroadcast of this show without permission
2: is strictly prohibited.